Welcome to the Connectedness Podcast. Just as you might have guessed, I talk about connection in this podcast, our connection with everything in the world around us. We're connected whether we see it or not, whether it's your connection with your dog and your cat or your connection with your God. Also, I talk about things that are more abstract, like your connections with your career or your land, your community, your family, your emotions, your body. Life is truly all about connections. And the sooner we recognize this, the sooner we get to have an easier, more enjoyable life. I'm going to talk about these connections through different lenses, but things like synchronicities and coincidences or everyday little bits of magic or miracles that we tend to dismiss. It's important we pay attention to all of this to help us, like I said, live an easier, more satisfying life. So welcome to the show. I'm your host, Reverend Karen Cleveland. As you hear my conversation today with my guest, Lola Bryan, you might think that this episode is going to be about our connection with animals, with our dogs or our cats, because it does start off that way. But I want you to stay tuned because it doesn't end up that way at all. Now, I know many of us have deep connections with our animals even after they've passed. Just because they've died doesn't mean that that love goes away. It doesn't mean that the connection goes away. And in Lola's case, the connection with her dog has led her to a whole new awareness with her connection with her body, of all things. So we're going to hear Lola talk about the experiences with her dog. Her dog got cancer, ultimately died from it. And it's what happened, though, after her dog died that is going to serve her for the rest of her life. And it's so very important in caring for her own health. And it's an important lesson for us all to learn. Lola will talk a little bit about her connection with her body and what we all can do to find out the information and how to help ourselves. So if you've ever had questions about the health of your body or how to help yourself, I really think you're going to enjoy today's show. So here is my conversation with Lola Bryan. Today on my show, I have Lola Bryan, and Lola is here to share a story about her experience with some physical issues she experienced and the connections that she discovered and how it led to writing a book, When Your Dog Has Cancer, Making the Right Decisions for You and Your Dog. So hi, Lola. Welcome to the show. Hi, Karen. Thanks so much. It's a pleasure to be here. I'm, I'm very excited to do this with you. Awesome. Uh, yeah, very, very happy to have you here because this sounds fascinating. I mean, a physical problem, a book, um, and a dog. And I didn't mention the dog before, but I know Lola from uh, the dog and animal world. So anyhow, why don't you let us know, how does this story start? What happened? So uh, I'll give a brief preface. So I, I had been experiencing uh, bouts of lower back pain on and off since like 1996. Um, so that's kind of just something to keep in the back of your head. And my very first dog, Porter, who I had a very, very strong connection with, he wound up getting cancer in early 2008. It was hemangiosarcoma and it had metastasized and 
you know, I was absolutely devastated. Oh, as yeah. It was complete shock. He was nine, almost 10, about a, a month and a half or so shy of 10 when he passed away in March of 2008. Oh. And it was a very, very tough time for me, as you could imagine. And a little bit later that summer, I got another bout of that acute lower back pain. And it was, it was really, really bad this time, worse than it had been in, in times prior. And I um, was desperate to find anything that would make the pain go away. I mean, yeah. it, was, it was to the point where I had sciatica going down my legs and getting in and out of the car would cause me to cry, like, you know, physically cry because it was just so incredibly painful. Wow, it was that bad. It was Gosh. it was that bad. Like it wow. literally and I would have to hold on to the car in order to lower myself in or or pull myself out. So it was it was it was bad and I I'm like I said I was desperate. And someone had turned me on to uh, something called cranial sacral therapy. And I thought, okay, I'm going to I'm going to give this a try. Uh, and it it took several months, of course, of, you know, trying acupuncture, trying massage, mm -hmm. trying, you know, all kinds of different things. And then I found this, this doctor, this naturopath, she did, she started to do cranial sacral. And if you've, if you've never had it done, I mean, it's, it's nothing like a massage. I mean, it's, it's very, very light touch and you hardly feel like the person is doing anything. She, you know, was, was doing her, her manipulations. And all of a sudden I had this image and I started crying and she asked me if I knew why I was crying and I said yes. Basically what I saw this image was I was in a well falling like a deep deep well just like a, a dark tunnel well and I was falling face forward and in front of me face forward looking at me was Porter my dog. Mm. Um, and I was, you know, he was falling in front of me and I was trying to grab him. Oh. Of course I couldn't, right? I mean, if you're, if you're falling down a well. <laughs> right, um, right. You know, there was no way I could overtake him. And what we realized was that I was, you know, I had such intense grief from losing Porter that it basically was manifesting itself as lower back pain in my body. So as she was doing this work, mm -hmm. it kind of released or triggered or somehow yeah. brought this, this emotion and this memory alive in you, huh? Absolutely. Oh. That was exactly what happened. It, it, would that have been expected in that kind of a session, cranial sacral therapy? I haven't done it before. I don't know that it always happens quite in that way. Okay. Uh, I can tell you she was not surprised that I was crying. Mm. Uh, and, you know, she was also not surprised when I told her, you know, what, what I had seen and, or, or uh, visualized and why that, that made me cry. And I was just astounded because as soon as that session was over, the pain was just gone. Oh. Like, I, I no longer had any pain. When that connection to the, the grief was, like, released, the, the pain went with it. Wow. Fascinating. Yeah. So as soon as you recognize that, it seemed to, to disappear. Absolutely. As though it's 
connected somehow. So what kind of meaning have you derived from that? What's, how has this impacted your life? Yeah. So I had, I have a, a good friend who I had told the story to and, and she recommended that I read this book called Healing Back Pain, which is written by Dr. John Sarno. And I read this, ba- this book and his premise is that anytime we have lower back or neck or shoulder pain, it is tied to, it is connected to emotional you know, pain or suffering that, that we have. And my friend had used this book you know, for, in a similar way to, to relieve her back pain. And then after I read the book, I then, anytime I would start to have a twinge of lower back pain, I would stop myself and say, okay, wait a second, what's going on here? Like, what, what is stressing you out? What is upsetting you? What are you anxious about? Or what are you, what are you worried about? Or, or, you know, what is making you sad? And I can always find something going on that is connected to that pain in my body. And as soon as I make that connection, the pain goes away. So all you have to do is like, think about it. Oh, that's my mom or my husband or my whatever it is. Yes. And it's gone. Exactly. And so it's been really powerful for me because since that session of cranial sacral therapy, I have not had lower back pain since. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. So that's definitely an understanding of paying attention to your body, Mm -hmm. understanding that you have some pain and you learned that you need to to find that connection. What did you say? Um, An emotion? Yeah. So emotional, your physical body is connected to your emotional body. And so the like emotions can manifest themselves in various ways in your body if you don't deal with them. Uh And of course, the grief in the case of Porter, you know, was so overwhelming for me that I, I, I almost couldn't deal with it. Right. Uh, I, I wasn't capable of really, I just suffered through it. Well, yeah. I mean, that was significant that you couldn't even get yourself into a car just in a reasonable way. And that's a lesson for everyone. Do you talk to people? Like if they tell you they're having back pain, do you say... Right. I actually do. You um, do? Okay. And, and the, the way that I do that is because this doctor wrote a book about mm. the connection between the mind and the body, I feel like, okay, all I have to do is say, hey, there's a doctor who wrote a book about this. Right. And so go read this book <laughs> and just read this. <laughs> I'm going to go read the book. You're going to find it in the show notes too, because it sounds like a fabulous book. So let's, speaking of books, tell yeah. us just a little bit about your book. Yeah. And so really my experience with Porter and his cancer was my inspiration for writing the book because I was, like I said, so clueless. This was my first experience, you know, with cancer. I I, I didn't even really have experience with cancer with people. I I didn't really know many people at that point who had had cancer. So I I really knew nothing about about cancer. It was a learning experience for me. to to just even understand the vocabulary that people use when talking about cancer. Things like metastasis or the stage and the grade of the cancer or things like, you know, biopsies or fine needle aspirates or, you know, there's just all this like lingo. And when you're new to it, you just, 
you don't really understand what to what to make of it and what's important to know what isn't and so the the reason I wrote the book was because I I learned so much from that experience and I wound up doing hospice care for him because as I mentioned the cancer had metastasized and so there really was there was no, no cure there really was nothing I could do there you know it wasn't possible to do surgery because the cancer was partly in the liver um, and the pancreas and you know it's not possible to remove those those critical organs right um, right I I wound up doing hospice and I learned so much and in all of my research at the time there were no books about hospice mm. um, and palliative care and and none of the books really covered uh, different modalities like using Chinese herbs or doing massage. And, and certainly they didn't cover things like hospice or palliative care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and no book also uh, at the time, um, and I don't even know if, if at this point uh, any, any cover it, but no books talked about natural death, which is essentially what happened with Porter. Like he was, he literally died in my arms. Oh. And I, wow. I didn't, I had no idea that was what was about to happen. Oh. Because I didn't. Like I said, I didn't know anything. I didn't know what the signs to look for were. I I just was completely clueless. And so I I didn't want anyone else to go through what I had gone through. And I felt I wanted to give people a guide so that if one of their dogs ever got cancer, they would understand, okay, how do I make sense of all of this terminology? You know, how do I decide what is the right thing to do for, for my dog, right? And, right? and of course, there's no there's no cut and dry answer, right? There are a lot of factors that come into play. Yeah. yeah. And each person is different. Each dog is different. Each dog, you know, is a different age, has maybe other medical complications that would preclude things like surgery or chemo or radiation. And of course, not every cancer responds to right. every one of those modalities, right? Right, exactly. So, so it's just such a like unique decision. Yeah. And, and, and also there's money. It, yes. It's expensive. Yeah. It's really expensive. Yeah. So, um, so I just wanted people to have a resource that could lead them through that decision-making process and give them as much information about, hey, you don't just have to do chemo. There are other options you can do. There are lots of different you know, herbs, and whether they're Chinese herbs or, or other kinds of herbs, there are ways to make your, your dog just feel more comfortable and have a higher quality of life. There's guidance on diet and nutrition. I learned an important thing about cancer that cancer thrives on like carbs Mm -hmm. and sugars, right? So you really want to starve the cancer and feed, you know, lots of protein and fat. So, so I I wrote the book to, to share what I learned with other people. What a fabulous resource. That's amazing because it's true. You don't know what you don't know. And when you need to know it, it's almost too late because you're you're like a deer in the headlights. You're just, I don't know what to do. I'm fortunate healthcare-wise that my entire history has been in healthcare. So when someone gets sick around me, I know what to do and I get to be the advocate. But everyone needs to have an advocate, dogs, cats, and humans. You know, it's, it's really difficult to navigate the system without knowing what you're doing. Yep very difficult. So thank you for that resource because that's really important. And 
just in case there's someone out there that doesn't have the book, but do you have a one sentence, two sentence words of advice for someone who is dealing with a dog or cat that has gotten cancer? Yeah, I would say my one piece of advice is be as informed as you can and make the decision that's right for you and your dog. Trust your gut. Don't let anyone tell you what you need to do. Like, you know inside what is the right thing. Absolutely. Yeah. Trust your gut. Thank you. Well, Lola, thank you so much for being on the show and sharing that, sharing about your book, but sharing about the connection with the emotion body and the physical body and how it can affect us. So I look forward to hopefully talking to you again soon on air. And everyone, please go to the show notes and find out about the books and the resources that we have mentioned here. So thank you, Lola. Thank you so much, Karen. It's been a pleasure to talk with you tonight. And I am excited to, to see what other shows you have. All right. Good. Thank you. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. That's R-E-V-K-A-R-E-N Podcast.com. There you're going to find the tools for finding more meaning and happiness in your own life. Plus, if you have a story that you want to share with me, either on or off the air, be sure to look for that form. Make sure you follow me so you get notified when new episodes drop. And also, I'd love to connect with you in my Facebook group, Connectedness with Rev Karen. So head over to RevKarenPodcast.com. I hope to see you there.